0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on the eve of the first post-winter break Premiership weekend. Rangers complete the signing of Mohamed Diomandi and close in on Brazilian left-back Hefty. Celtic secure Cameron Carter-Vickers on a new contract and Stephen Robinson's full of praise for countryman Steve Davis as St Mirren prepare to host Rangers. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Jim Duffy and Kenny Miller. Glad you could both join us on such a... A busy day for football. None of you have chucked your CV in for Jurgen Klopp's replacement. No, absolutely not. Maybe team up. <laughs> Would you go in as his assistant? I'll be the assistant. Yeah. Roll back. <laughs> roll back the years. I'll just be the good, the good connection between the gaffer and the player. You and Mo, <laughs> you and we Mo teaming up. I yeah. can just about see it. But Jim, we're delighted to have the Premiership fully back. Yeah, it's been drip fed back to us across the, the midweek, but really back with a bang this weekend. Yeah, I mean it's uh, you know great to have the, the league fixtures back. Obviously, the you know the, the major clubs kind of broke themselves in last week a little bit, nice and easy, uh, comfortable victories in the, the, the Scottish Cup and uh, get themselves set up um, for the league campaign. Um, Rangers winning during the week with a terrific result and performance against Hibernian, uh, making it five points with still a game in hand. So. Yeah, really exciting uh, weeks ahead, and I think this is the this is going to be a, an integral part of the season. And we've just seen the first major signing of the season with Rangers as well, but also I think a fantastic signing if you're a Celtic fan as well with Cameron Carter Vickers signing a new was it five year contract? Five and a half. I say. Mm. I mean, again, it's a he's been a rock. Uh, he always had his injury problems this year, but he's a massive player, really, really influential mm. on that on that Celtic backline. So that'll be that'll be good news for Celtic. I'm sure they'll still want to see a few new faces in before the end of next or the middle of next week and the end of the transfer window. But yeah, that's good news. Uh, for Celtic on the re-sign him. Yeah, I've seen that on social media all day. Celtic fans saying that's great news about Carter Vickers, but. Don't think this means we don't still want you signing. That's no kidding us on. We need new faces in the building. The transfer window is creaking closed. They always say it slams shut, don't they? I think it's it's starting to creak closed. Not too many days remaining. So give us all your thoughts. So one four one nine five one one zero two five. A busy Friday night. Rangers fans. Mohamed Diamandi is done. It is signed. It is over the line. How do you feel about that? How high are your hopes for him? Where do you see him fitting in? to that team a new Brazilian left back on his way by all accounts as well what do you make of that does that spell the end for Yilmaz or Barisic which one how, how do you see that area of the pitch uh, playing out and of course if you want general preview ahead of the game tomorrow you can do that as well Celtic fans how happy are you to have Cameron Carter Vickers on that new long term contract how highly do you rate him how important is that piece of business and as the guys alluded to what else needs to happen? Because it feels like that's the, the bit that's been bubbling away for you in the background. What else needs to happen? You've maybe got a choice at left-back this weekend. No Greg Taylor injured. Does that mean a rare start for Burnaby? Are you sticking Liam Scales there and shaking things about or bringing someone else in entirely? What do you think? 01419511025 And every team in the Premiership is involved tomorrow. Big games down the divisions, so no excuse. All of you, as many of you as possible, let's hear from you on 0141 951 1025. It's like absence makes the heart grow fonder, as they say. I feel like that break, we spent the first couple of days talking about for each team, does it come at a good time or a bad time? Is there such a thing? 
it now feels like you know kind of foot to the floor and this is this is where we start heading towards the bit where titles are won and lost the business end of the season you know I think for, for titles for, for league titles for, for top six in European spots and obviously you're going to have teams again when you look at that table it's still quite tight at the bottom of that league so trying to get away from relegation trying to escape that playoff spot and just find yourself either pushing towards the top six but at least get into safety so it is, uh, it's a big month a lot of games in February coming up as well so it's uh, it's the chance leading into that to either pull away from danger to stretch a lead or actually cement yourself into that top six yeah I, th- I think that uh, January is always a, a, an important month because that's when signings can make the difference you know, we always talk about recruitment. I mean, we discuss it more so maybe with the, the two major clubs in the country, Gordon, but it's every bit as vital to every other club in January. Can these be the signings to do to get you to the targets that, that Kenny just mentioned there? Uh, you know, and I think with that, the recruitment and the kind of work that goes on behind the scenes can be every bit as important as what happens on the pitch on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. But we have a, a, a full calendar uh, uh, tomorrow, which is a, a rarity in itself. And I think that's when, you know, uh, you, you start to see the gaps and either closing or, or increasing because everyone's playing on the same day. So I think it's going to be a terrific weekend of football. Right, come on, don't moan about the transfer window being quiet and then miss your opportunity to come on and have your say when we actually do have some signings. So Rangers fans, Mohamed Diomande, that is done. It's been bubbling away for a few days. How do you feel about that signing? How high are your hopes? Have you been doing a bit of uh, digging? What are, you, what are you expecting? And how do you see him fitting into the Rangers team it looks like a new Brazilian left back will join him so again does that spell the end for Yilmaz or Barisic or or none of them I suppose there is a third option there but that might be the the less popular one how do you see that area of the team developing 01419511025 give us a call right now if you can because we're going to speak to uh, hear from Philippe Clement very soon Uh, so if you can get your thoughts in that would be ideal Celtic fans same obvious kind of question in terms of today's headline is Cameron Carter-Vickers. How big a boost is that? We all know the way it works here. Yes, you would love to have him for the next five years. Probably it's more about securing him against any any bids that come in in the future. So how important is that business and what's next? It is the 26th of January, in case you hadn't noticed. What has to happen next? I know there's been a lot of speculation about left-backs, for example, and now tomorrow Greg Taylor's injured. So, so who will play? Should Celtic have had a more suitable backup in or are you happy to go Burnaby or Scales or someone else do let us know St Mirren fans can you cause a a shock an upset tomorrow can you can you manage that at home to Rangers uh, what do you think 0141951 1025 uh, it's a really big weekend across really all the all the division Kenny when you when you look at it but obviously we do get very obsessed with the psychology of it if you were to pick a handful of so-called tricky kind of away venues sort of thing Rangers going to St Mirren would be one of them and then you'd say what what, what then ha- what psychological effect does that have later on in the afternoon yeah well that's it I mean St Mirren I mean they're not quite in as good a place and in good as form as what they were at the start of the season and obviously finishing off last season pretty well obviously making the top six and they were off to a flyer this season they're not quite at that same moment uh, but still again they've caused problems for both sides of the old firm uh, at St Mirren Park over the last few seasons so listen it's this tough venue thing I'm always someone that doesn't really want to buy into that when you're Rangers or Celtic you've got better players yeah. you're a better team you've got to go and win if you want to league, win league titles you need to go there and win listen it's never going to be easy away, away games aren't but you go there if Rangers turn up tomorrow 
and St Mirren turn up and they put their best foot forward more often than mm -hmm. not Rangers are going to win so it's a chance like you say it's the psychology of playing early you know, or playing the day before. Tomorrow, it's, it's, it's the early kickoff. Rangers have a chance for a short period anyway to close that gap to two points and just put a little bit of pressure on, on the Celtic. Again, with Celtic being at home to Ross County, what that pressure actually means and what it transfers to, who knows? But it's a chance mm -hmm. for, a, for a short time to get within arm's reach of Celtic at the top of that league. You know the way it works, Jim. It's not necessarily putting pressure on Celtic, it can be presenting them with an opportunity. If you, you know, if you slip up in the early one, yeah. this is what it's going to be between now and the end of the season. Yeah, but I think these clubs are used to that now. You know, it's not like you know a few years ago. I mean, it was really probably umpteen years ago now when teams played at the same time every week. So it's it's very rare. Uh, there's usually one team over the the, the, the last umpteen years that, that play earlier or a day before. So I think they're used to it now, but I still think that it's important that Rangers do throw throw down the gauntlet and get a uh, you know a result at St Mirren. Um, they've scored seven goals in two games, albeit you know the Martin away they would expect him to score, uh, but then um, Easter Road a convincing result and a clean sheet. So they've came back from the break which didn't happen a couple of years ago. They came back a little bit stuttering and this time they look as if they've come back in good fettle. So you'd expect them to go to St Mirren uh, tomorrow and have a convincing performance and a victory. Right, let's go to the phones and see where we're starting tonight. Stephen is a Celtic fan from Kirk and Tillock. How's it going, Stephen? How you doing, guys? Thanks very much for taking my call. Our pleasure, Stephen. Stephen. Our pleasure. What have you got for us? Well, listen, kind of just to follow on what you were talking about in regards to the transfer market, um, mm. as a Celtic fan... To be fair, really underwhelmed with how Celtic have conducted their business. I'm glad that uh, Carter Vickers has signed a new deal, which is good considering there was a bit of interest in them. But I think at this moment in time, for me, Celtic seem to be about two or three players short of trying to get this league over the line. And by mo listen, it's by no means over the line for any one of the teams, you know, that are fighting for it. Um, I just think it's. I think the, the board have been a wee bit complacent and. The Greg Taylor incident is just a, is a perfect example. If something happens to the likes of Kyogo, Celtic have pretty much zero up front and cover there. So I think they're taking a big massive chance by not investing just now. And I'm not saying that you can get fantastic players at this moment in time, but you can get players within Scotland that would be enough for me, I think, to push Celtic over the line, you know? Yeah, I mean, look... Hugh Keevans comes on here on the 3rd of January and says, what's happening? Why have Celtic not signed anyone? This is terrible. And we all laugh and so on. And before you know it, it's the 26th. Yeah. And the, the discussion becomes valid. You don't have to agree, but it's certainly a valid talking point as Stephen has shown. Are you surprised, basically, that we've got to the 26th and, and Nicholas Kuhn is all Celtic have to show yeah, for the window? Yeah, I mean, Nicholas Kuhn has come in, obviously, a, a decent amount of money, um, a, a winger. Um, Stephen's saying that, you know, that the board's complacent. I don't think that's complacent, Stephen. I think that they've been, you know, trying everything and to, you know, to, to try and get the right take of players in that Brendan Rodgers is going to be happy with. This is this, this is the, the, the situation of, of trying to make sure that it's the right blend of players, the right type of players that Brendan Rodgers mentioned a couple of months ago when he said he would like four signings to come, but be, you know, like, um, you know, not not just built, bulking up the squad because he's got a big squad. It's really, can they can they go and com uh, be competitive in the first team and make a difference um, to, to, to retain the title? So I think that that's important to bring those type of quality players in. And I think that they're finding it very, very difficult. But yes, I agree 100% that uh, they should be, you know, the you know, bringing players in. 
there is still a week to go. I, I would, I think, if you ask me the same question in a week, uh, Gordon, if they hadn't signed anybody, it'd be a major surprise. So I fully expect another couple of signings for Celtic in the areas that that, that probably Stephen has mentioned. Mm. Either as a striker, possibly a fullback, but I think there'll be at least a couple. I'll be amazed if they finish the, the, the window closes and Celtic don't have a couple of major signings in it's possible Kenny we've seen we'll get on to this left back that Rangers are signing they, they can come out the blue they can happen quickly but there's not a, there's not a lot of noise it doesn't look like you know there are loads of irons in the fire so to speak but again that might just be because it's been really conducted behind closed doors are you surprised we've got to this stage like, like Stephen is? I think when we're coming into the into the January transfer window, both big teams, both sides of Glasgow have been talked about that they do need players. Again, both managers uh, have said that they want that they want to strengthen, they want to bring some new faces in, and and it's evident that a lot of fans and a lot of even in the media outlets like, we're talking about like if Rangers can go and sign a couple of players, if Celtic again, Stephen's talking about it as well to push them over the line to win this title, but nothing's going to guarantee it. But definitely signing a couple of better players, guys that are going to come in and be better, are going to give you a better mm -hmm. chance, you know. So definitely surprised. Obviously, Rangers seem to have been a little bit more active. Again, the news that's came out today, uh, a little bit more active. But Celtic, I am surprised. I have to say I am surprised. Even Nicholas Kuhn, it's, it's not, again, I'm going to go back to it. I used that kind of underwhelmed at, for, for the summer transfer window. You know, there's not a lot of names and I know you always threw it back to me, but neither was Kyogo and neither was uh, Hitati and these types of guys. But again, you've got that same feeling again uh, with Kuhn coming in and you're five days with a deadline to go and it's, it remains to be seen if that Celtic starting mm -hmm. lineup has been strengthened as yet. Uh, I mean, Stephen, I'm sure some Celtic fans though will, will say that, you know, maybe you're being harsh and the you know, club's in strong position and January's a tough window, all that sort of stuff. So, is there any any truth in that? You you see that side of things? Yeah. Listen, I, I get it. The, the clubs have got to balance the books and stuff like that. But um, I think when you're in a, a, a tight race with Rangers for a Champions League uh, £60 million pot, I think now's not the time to be sitting trying penny-pinching. And Celtic are well-renowned for penny-pinching. Let's not give ourselves on. I know they were looking, they were interested in the, the, the left-back. Uh, and the, whether you believe it or not, no, the, the rumours have it that they say that they didn't think the guy was worth £4 million. So for me, that means... Who, who's that, sorry? There was a, a, a left-back they were looking at, the boy, is it Aurelio or something? I can never remember the club he was here. I just remember seeing it a week or two ago. But they, they were kind of looking at him, but it didn't go off the ground because the boys were looking for... The, the club was looking for like £4 million for him and they just don't value him at that level. Now, I'm, granted, it could be rumours, you know, it could be stuff for the papers, but um, I, I just believe that, for me, I, I'm not buying the fact that, that the club only being complacent because we've known for a long time that we've needed we've needed players in specific positions. Laga Bielka's getting shipped out, you know, we're only really probably one more injury for a centre-half and then we'll have another defensive crisis in there again. So, the... the, 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 the the, the players that we have in reserve, for me, don't cut the mustard. You know, if you take two or three key players out of your starting eleven and replace them, that team's not the same team, and that's the whole point of having reserve players of the same standard. So, I think the I think the club's really got to try and pull out all the stops because, listen, fair play to Rangers, they're out doing their business, they're doing what they can, working with what they've got. Um, I don't believe Celtic are working with what they've got. 
That's what I, that's what I genuinely is what I honestly think. Thank you very much to Stephen. Think Celtic's transfer strategy has been complacent so far. You don't have to agree, of course. So agree or disagree? Why not let us know? That John's a Celtic fan. Would you agree with your fellow supporter, John? Not at all, Gordon. The boys, the boys panicking. The boys flapping. Gordon, Celtic will have four players in the door come thirty first of January midnight. Can I hold? Can I hold you to that? Gordon, I've told you so before and I've told you information <laughs> I write that down Four uh, players you, in What positions? Can you, can you give me more? Well, here's one for you, right? Warren Shanklin will get Celtic Park on the 31st of January oh, What? This is even better, <laughs> where my pen? How, how sure are you of that? 100% sure oh. Okay. Yeah, that's grabs yeah. yeah. oh, me fantastically. I mean, he's given me specific hey, big, names. Big Jim, big yeah. Jim Duffy made a wee a good. Jim's there. Jim's there. Uh, Jim, you've been in this game for many moons, right? And there's a week to go in the transfer window. Jim, you know, Celtic will be talking to players well before this week out, and they've spoken to players weeks ago, and they're in position just to be signing the paper. That will happen, Jim. Celtic will have these players in the door and I'll tell you Lorne Shackland will be at Celtic Park right. coming well, to the 1st of January no, I do agree with you John I think there'll be players in Lorne Shackland yeah listen good uh, if, if it was to happen I think it, it would be a terrific signing um, sometimes you need uh, other clubs to have options before they let their key players go it doesn't matter which players it is whether it's in Scotland whether it's all over Europe um, and sometimes there's, there's little triggers and then you get a rush because one or two clubs, you know, get their players away, they've got new players in, and then all of a sudden the, the floodgates open. And, the, and that's why, you you know, you see, uh, you know, an awful lot of deals getting done in the last day. We always kind of wonder, why are they all waiting to the last day? You know, um, but sometimes that's what happens. It just, the, the, there's a trigger point and, and that opens opens the door. Um, I do think Celtic will sign a couple of players. I mentioned that earlier. Um, Lon Shetland was not one that would be on my radar, but uh, you seem to... Be very confident with that, John. So we'll be be looking forward to to see what happens over the next few days. So did you always expect it, John, to be done kind of last last minute? You didn't think there would be a few more in by this this stage, no? No. See, the thing with Jimmy saying there, Gordon, a lot of teams they look the way up their oppositions as well, right? They just have a be. But see, at the end of the day, Gordon, I'll guarantee you who's on the show is it? Who's on the show? Kenny Miller. Well? He's a bit like you, but yeah. Kenny Miller. Oh, Kenny, boy, you're awful clever, man. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just loving listening to you, to be honest with you, John, listening to this four new signings that I can't wait to see happen. Right. Kenny, see after tonight, I'll be your go-to, man, winner. <laughs> absolutely. I tell you what, if I see Lauren Shanklin at Celtic Park next Tuesday, then absolutely you will, John. You're not buying it? Right. I, I don't think so, no. I don't think so. No? You don't think so? Oh, nah. John, what about what about the, your fellow Celtic fans' example? Though, even if you're right yeah. about this window was take tomorrow, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Greg Taylor, who, who's the backup left back? Should Celtic have you know have a, a kind of stronger backup situation in place where you're not wondering whether it's Burnaby in from the cold or whether you know who plays there tomorrow? Is that an example of an area that should have been addressed before? Well, listen, Gordon, I think Celtic are capable of putting the big big Liam uh, to the left back position. I think boy could fill up skills. I think you can fill in their slot in there quite, quite easily. And uh, we've got the, the players there gone to... I, I get what you're saying. Do you want to bring an experienced left back in? Maybe I, maybe not. But I think we've got enough power and enough players there to can slot in the positions. You know what I'm saying? And because these guys we brought in, 
Kenny, I don't know what you're laughing at Because if he's right He's going <laughs> well, to talk to you Listen, I'll take my hat off to him like, Again, but he's 100% hey, listen, and he's, Maybe he's Lauren Shanklin's agent And he's working on the deal as we speak Who knows But it's uh, I mean, four players I mean, my question would be if like, It's just like you say like, Why no early? You know, I, I get it At the last deadline day The last couple of days of the transfer There's always deals done There's always maybe uh, Whether it be you're trying to get a better deal In terms of what you're playing for the, the club There's a wee bit of panic sets in Again, the club that are selling Well, they, they desperately they want them We can maybe get an extra couple of hundred grand out of the deal I get that, but I'm still surprised that there's not been kind of some serious action because there it needs to be and both sides of Glasgow both teams need to be improved and again the previous caller Stephen says that it just gives you that better chance when there's a league title on the line uh, to give yourself again not to guarantee it but to give yourself that better chance and there is areas of cover in that Celtic team like I think uh, it was, was it Stephen that said there's only a couple of injuries away for key players you know, I, I agree with that. I absolutely do. Kyogo, again, it's been talked about probably for about a year now, actually, in terms of the cover for Kyogo potentially not being good enough. So, again, maybe Lauren Shanklin's going to be the guy. Well, John, you've stuck your neck on the line. We don't mind that at all. That was John giving us his predictions where he thinks Celtic fans were with both sides there. First Celtic fan said the club is complacent about signings. John as far on the other end of the argument as you could imagine. So give us a call whether you agree or disagree with either one of them. And what about you Rangers fans? Mohamed Diomande. Are you excited about that? How do you see him fitting in? And what about this potentially surprise news coming out this afternoon that there's a Brazilian left-back on his way as well? How does he fit in? Let us know. We'll speak to you next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Listen and watch. Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller and Jim Duffy are here. 0141 951 1025 to join in. And please do. We are not too far away from hearing from Philippe Clement. So, Rangers fans, get your thoughts in on the one signing that's already secured and the one that might be uh, about to happen. The big news coming out of Celtic today is what has attracted Scott and Cambus Lang's attention. Cameron Carter-Vickers signing a new long-term contract. Uh, his extension takes him to the summer of 2029. Um, so quite a long-term one, a big commitment there. What about your thoughts on that, Scott? Happy, I take it? Over the moon, mate. How are you doing, guys? All right. Uh, all right. Um, no, over the moon. Um, absolutely delighted. You know, um, I think that's the next captain of Celtic, to be honest. You know, um he gets it when um, Cal McGregor's no any, there anyway if mm -hmm. he's playing obviously you know so I, I think the five year contract you know they're, they're trying to see it long term you know I'm not saying that McGregor's going to go anywhere but just in case you know just in case it happens to him or whatever but I think that was sold to him you know so listen you know contract is just a piece of paper anybody can come in and buy him for so much money but at least it's a start isn't it you know it's, it's something there it's it's um, positive. Yeah, I mean, Jim, you'd, yeah. you'd be hard pushed to find a Celtic fan who has even the slightest negative to say about Carter Vickers. He's, yeah. he's had that type of 
impact since he came, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's been magnificent. Uh, he's such a steady, you know, reliable defender. And, you know, I often say sometimes you, you get the boring words, but that's the, that's the word you want if you're a defender, reliable, you know, dependable. And that's exactly what Carter Vickers is. He is influential as well. You know, he's he's got a real influence. I think him and Starfield were a terrific combination. He's helped scales, uh, although they've not played together that often. But I just think he's uh, instrumental in, uh, you know, Celtic's, you know, the way they press because you need defenders that can deal with one-to-one situations. At times, Celtic will go. The two fullbacks, as we know, really, really high. Leave themselves with those two um, defenders. You've got to you've got to trust that those defenders can deal with that. And in Scottish football, they can do that. In Europe, it's been, you know, one or two uh, problems there. But certainly in Scottish football, magnificent um, a, a terrific um, professional as well uh, a leader on the pitch a different type of leader you know not the vocal leader um, but by performance a little bit you know, Cal McGregor uh, and Scott's right it also does protect Celtic um, in terms of uh, Carter Vickers as an investment now you know he's got they've got them in such a, a big um, a lucrative long term contract that if someone does come in they'll have to pay the true value rather than when his contract's starting to run down then obviously clubs are in a, uh, you know buying clubs are in a better negotiating um, stance, but now Celtic are in control of that, and Carter Vickers is in, in control of that. Now I think it's a terrific piece of business for Celtic, both on the pitch and for the future. If any interest comes in for the player, absolutely agree. Uh, I mean, again, if you're being, if you are looking for a negative, Gordon, and just, I mean, he's he's been injured a bit this season, you know, but he's still at a wonderful age, 26. Uh, that'll take him in his in his early 30s. He's so influential in that team. Listen, he's the number one centre back. You know, and I think if you've got Carter Vickers alongside Skills, it's, it's it's a strong partnership. Skills has been a revelation for Celtic this year, so he's a, it's, it's a big addition. You know, what they need to do is, is get him fit, get him back fit, keep him in that team, and he can be influential as as he has been over the last kind of couple of seasons or so. So it's a wonderful sign, and again, it's them taking care of their business. Something like again, maybe across the other side of the city, it's not been as good in terms of that. And think you can't leaving for nothing, Morelos. You've got Lundstrom and Barisic now coming into the into the final months of their career. They're not protected, uh, like Jim says, in relation to teams coming and maybe trying to nick them at this stage or leaving for nothing mm. in the summer so again it's Celtic being ahead of the game and, and, and being proactive in that in that side of it Yeah Celtic have been very good at that Scott you look at the long term deals what about incomings are you are you as calm about incomings as the previous caller was are you, are you hoping and expecting for a bit more? I'm, I'm hoping for a bit more I'm, I'm calm you know the Celtic way is always you know we leave it to the last possible couple of days you know but I, I do think there'll be maybe two or three new signings and I think it's Shankland don't think so. I'm, I agree with Jim. I don't think Shanklin will be at Celtic. I don't think that at all. But um, yeah, you know, look at the left back situation at the moment. You know, they're needing cover. We should have bought that boy that was at Dundee's went back to Liverpool. We should have bought him right at the beginning of the window. Right at the beginning of the window. Um, the Celtic ways wait to the end, though, Scott. <laughs> you've just said. I wonder if there's a bit of sympathy on that because obviously Liverpool didn't want to let him go at the end of the window, at uh, the start of the window, yeah. and now they've played him and he can't. Can't, can't play for anyone that, else. That's it. it. Can only get back to the indeed. But the type of obstacle you could run into. Yeah. Now, I still accept that Celt or any fans can say, "Yeah, okay," but look, there, 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 there are players out there, and you know, yeah. they go X, Y, and Z example of good players that have been signed in January. Celtic yeah. have done it. It can be done. But is that maybe an example of the type of unforeseen obstacle you can run into, and then you don't just go and sign someone that's 
substandard just to say that you've done it. No, you, you need the, the quality. But, I mean, everyone will say you need two players to play in, in each position. And I really do think that's much more evident and much more important now than it ever was. You know, you know, teams will change uh, their, 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 their players now three, four times, even if they've won, even if they've won convincingly. Used to be, we'll keep the consistency, don't change it. The game has changed completely now. It is absolutely squad-based. And it's the strength of your squad that can sometimes dictate you know, how successful you are. Not just the, the, the strength of 11 or, you know, 13 or 14 players. You need the, you know, the, the same quality in each position. Mm. That's the bottom line. You and cannot the, have a big gulf in quality. But the reality is that's never happening. That's never happening in our in our, our teams, whether it be Rangers, Celtic, or whatever. as close as you can, yeah, you? yeah, but it's never going to happen. You've not got the money to do it. You've not got mm -hmm. the budgets to do it. And by the way, like in every football club, the stars are the stars. You know, the and the caller it. who brought up left back tomorrow, it's, it's a fair point, isn't it? Because I don't think anyone is suggesting that you should get the violin out because Celtic have to play someone slightly out of position against Ross yeah. County at home. It's just more about the... The, the kind of principle of it it's how you're in that situation that's it I mean again we're talking just off air they've spent a lot of money on Burnaby you know like this is a player that three, four million pounds has been spent on so you would expect him to be capable to, to step in for Greg Taylor I mean again I, I, I spoke last season about the start Greg Taylor deserves a lot of credit for keeping these and listen he might not be the quality that Celtic are looking for but when you spend that kind of money you automatically think he's going to get an opportunity to, like, to take that jersey Greg Taylor's just not allowed it but in his absence Burnaby's mm. clearly not been the answer and a lot of Celtic fans are not happy which is why you're talking about skills maybe dropping and then can can skills play there on a game or two absolutely can but it's how are Celtic in that situation that they've not got a, a capable replacement that's going to play their specialised position well who play there tomorrow you decide thanks to Scott and Canvas Lang Philippe Clement says they needed to fight off stiff competition to sign Mohamed Diamandi he thinks the midfielder is a huge prospect for the future but is also capable of an impact this season Everybody's really pleased about that because um, he's one of the, or he was one of the biggest prospects in Scandinavia. So there were a lot of teams interested in him. It's still a young player, but he has uh, already a lot of experience also. He played more than 100 games. Uh, for Nordjylland, what, what's a good team? And, uh, and they bring already several really good players into, yeah, into the rest of Europe and into the top competitions. So it's a team that everybody follows. So it's not easy to get a player towards Rangers from that team because there's a lot of competition. But uh, uh, Dio was really um, interested in the project. We had a lot of talks about that. It's a, it's a signing for short, but, but also for long term. So that's not easy to do in January. And uh, so, so I'm delighted uh, that the club could do that. We've seen high hopes fritter away very quickly when it comes to signings, Kenny. We've seen underwhelming signings on paper be brilliant. <clears throat> you can never really tell, but is this the profile of signing that excites you as a as a Rangers incoming? I think Philippe Clement's highlighted where they want to be looking. They're looking at that, again, it's, it's, it's not a Rangers model, it's not a Celtic model, it's the model of every team. They want to sign them young for a, a decent enough transfer fee and shift them on. This looks like, again, even with the Brazilian left-back that's been linked, it's potentially on the way, it looks like that is, at this moment, going to be what Philippe Clement wants to work with. It's, again, clearly they've got quality or you wouldn't be signing them anyway. Uh, and they've done their, again, you're hoping that they've done their, their homework probably better than what they've done in the summer. But these guys are coming in. They need to be ready to hit the ground running because signings need to be made in this, in this January transfer window to improve the team. No, again, it can be a project. It can be both. It can be a project, but also... 
coming into play and start and at least compete mm. with the Lundstroms, the Raskans, mm. the Cantwells, and pushing them, Tyler, to, to take their place or pushing them on to be better. So There's I think often a giveaway for us, isn't there? You're not, especially both Rangers and Celtic, but especially Rangers. You're not spending four and a half million and saying, I oh, will maybe see the best of them in 18 months, two years. You need something now, don't you? No, you can't. And I think we've, we've talked about it a lot over this last say, in a six months or so. On, on both our teams, like say obviously Dessers, Danilo and Lammers, there was big money spent on them. Again, even the previous summer, you're looking at Yilmaz and Ben Davies and Cholak that were all signed for good money. On the other side of the city, you've had Lager Bielka coming, you've had Navrotsky are coming in on good track. We've talked about Bernabe the, like the previous year. There's been a lot of money spent on guys that have potentially no cut it. You know, but you're right, when you're spending that amount of transfer fee, that amount of money on a player, fans expect to see an impact, an immediate impact. And you know what? Whether you're 22 or 32, it doesn't guarantee there's no there's no guarantee that any player's going to come into Glasgow and settle. But when you're spending that money and when you know it's this important again, we've had a caller already talking tonight that they want to see their team getting over the line, you know, you're hoping that these players are going to help you do that. Mm. Okay, Rangers fans, what do you think? That's one signing signed and sealed. So you happy with that? How do you see him fitting in and Brazilian left back potentially on his way? What do you make of that one? We'll speak to you next. See, Make Me A Winner has been grabbing the nation because Jim Duffy was even talking about Make Me A Winner uh, when we were coming into the studio. So everybody's interested. Lorna from Shield Shield Hill in Falkirk ended a full week of winners by bagging £100,000. No, honestly. No, honestly. No, honestly. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I really, really just can't believe it. Thank you, thank you, thank you so, so much. What a reaction, and she deserves that. Going to sort the house out, take the whole family on holiday, treat herself to a nice designer handbag as well, apparently. We won't grudge her that, but we could make you the winner of £102,000 on Monday when we make the next call, but you need to be in the draw. Text YES to 61025. Text are £2 plus your standard network rate. You can enter online at Clyde1.com for £2 or call 0330 8804523 and the calls are charged at a standard rate as well. It's over 18s only and all the rules for this network competition are online. The important bit, if you get the call after 3pm on Monday, answer within five rings, say make me a winner straight away and the £102,000 would be yours. Text yes to 61025. 0141 951 1025. This is Scottish Football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller and Jim Duffy have been hearing from Philippe Clement on new signing at Rangers Mohamed Diomande. Dominic is a Rangers fan. What do you make of it, Dominic? Is it a piece of business you like? Uh, good evening, Gordon, Kenny, and Jim. Hello, hey, Dominic. Um, for, me, for me, I think it's a bit of a, as I said to the producer, See, I hope he does well, but see, say for example, he gets the chances to play so many games, but what happens if he doesn't cut it? If we're going by the media reports, what happens uh, we end up having to pay the four, four pounds million fee regardless if he doesn't cut it? Mm-hmm. I think that that would be a waste rather than just, just going for actually taking them on loan first with the option to buy. Uh, it's kind of just becoming the modern way, hasn't mm-hmm. it? And we've spoke about you know Celtic trying to fend off one for Matt O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. I know there's financial fair play that everybody seems to be doing it mm-hmm. now. It's the in thing, Jim, the loan mm-hmm. with the obligation to buy. Yeah, I get Dominic's point. Rangers will just be looking at it with a much more optimistic outlook. They assume he will 
Yeah, I mean, some, sometimes there's a guarantee. You know, you've got to do it. Celtic had a summer thing with Jota, and then it get changed. Then eventually, yeah. they, they, you know, you can maybe get some money later on. Um, but in terms of um, Diamonde, it's it's one of those ones where yeah, you can you can wait a little bit, see how we settles down, maybe spread the cost, all these type type of things. But I think you've just got to get him in the, in the door mm-hmm. first and give the boy a real chance to see what like it is to play for Rangers. And and again, no disrespect, I'm not saying the league he's playing in is not, not a decent league, but the club is not the size of Glasgow Rangers. He's not playing in front of 50,000 people every week and with the demands mm. and expectations you have of playing for Rangers. So he's got to be able to fit in, fit into the style, fit into the system and also be able to handle yeah. playing for Rangers. That is a big thing. And I think the, the the next few months can do that. And then once the boys settled in, then it's maybe fair to judge him a, a little bit later on. But you you mentioned yourself earlier on, Gordon, when you're paying four million plus for a player, you know, you don't get too long, you get maybe a yeah. game or two and then the judgment starts to, to, I, to follow you. I, I get what Dominic means. In the worst case scenario, if he has a really disappointing season, Rangers fans like, well, we're, we're stuck with this guy yeah. sort of thing. But... That that's just the structure of the deal, really. Now, isn't it? As an example, Rangers clearly want this player long term. Yep. So, if they, in, in under under different circumstances, they would just buy him right now. You know, you would remove the loan yep. thing. They buy him right now. He's contracted till twenty twenty eight. And if he has a difficult first couple of months, well, t- you know, tough. He's, he's your throw the well, the usual takes time to settle. So he's a young player. So all that comes into him. Is this not just this modern? Thing that we need to get used to. A lot of players are just going on loan initially, making it permanent in the summer. Take our own Andy Halliday at Fir Park, mm-hmm. and it's just becoming more and more common. It has been more common, but I get what I get what Dominic's saying. You, you would far try before you buy type thing. You know, get them on loan without the obligation. You know, maybe the option mm. like Dominic's saying, it's that would be a deal would be better for Rangers. Yeah, but if, but if he's as sought after as Philippe Clement's making out, they just, want them, just so they're happy that, to do yeah. it. Because like I say, see, see, worst case scenario that Dominic's put out there, and for the next four and a half months. He maybe doesn't pull up trees and he might not get the game time because the likes of Raskin, Cantwell, Jack or Lundstrom are all still playing ahead of him. Listen, he's taking time to settle. He's a young player coming into a new league, a different league, by the way, far bigger club, far mm-hmm. stronger expectations. It's just going to take him a wee bit. By the January transfer window's not an easy one yeah. to come and sell. You've got all these things that can that are going to buy him a little bit of time. The club want him, they're willing to pay that money. They want the player, they've signed the player and he's going to be a a full Rangers player come the summer and they're going to pay the transfer fee. So Phil, that's yeah. what it is. Philip Clement said that there was other clubs interested in him. So maybe they've said, they've put in proposals of we'll give you so much or we'll wait to the summer. Rangers come in and say, no, we'll give you the money now. Mm. We want the player in. So, some, you know, if you've got competition and you really want the player, then you've got to, you've got to show your hand. I think all managers say that as well. They just to talk up their signing, don't they? <laughs> yeah, Everybody wanted them. Yeah. These guys wanted them. We're the team that have got them. Dominic, it appears it's come out of left field a little bit that there is a, a deal closing in for Brazilian left-back Hefty, which would be a good... Scottish yeah. take as, on that as, name. as long as he's not I keep looking at him it must be pronounced that way I, I'll try and change it just so it doesn't fit in but anyway God, I thought it was Jeffy well I'm thinking I'm trying yeah, well, that could might it be a silent T and it could be like a Hefe or mm. <laughs> anyway he's currently on loan at Apoel from Fluminese um, to be fair actually if we see Brazilian no you're thinking you're right. you would be right actually because it wouldn't be Spanish it would be Portuguese, Portuguese. like Josie Mourinho rather than Jose, Jose yeah. let's go Jeffy good that's easier then isn't it because then it's not like fat Jeffy good it, it works um, what, what do you think that means for the left back area Dominic I think that's basically giving the green light to basically say that Yilmaz is probably going to go 
maybe well expecting a big bid for him or the likes of, say, Barisic. But the way I see it is, I can't think that if obviously he's young, but if he's going to come in and squat straight into the first team, I don't see. I don't. Left for me, left back's not a priority. I'd rather mm. see other striker brought in. But then, it, but then it, it kind of is if if one of them we and, and Barisic is out of contract anyway, or if one of them was to leave this window, what do you think that means for the? I, th- I think it's more likely that Yilmaz will go because there's a potential to sell him. There's been reports that teams in Italy, there's, there's teams in, in his homeland in Turkey that uh, that want him to go there. I think it would maybe more likely he'll leave. Barisic has now sat it to the stage where he's four and a half months away for the end of a contract. Uh, what are what Rangers would like, would they get at this moment for for Barisic? So it would be more likely for me, Yomas. I agree. I actually agree with them. I don't think it is a priority. It becomes a prior a priority if Yomas was mm-hmm. to leave. But Rangers are also in control of that. He's still probably got three and a yeah. half year contract left. But if they can get the money that they're happy to take now, then obviously it does become a priority. Drifty, good that'll work. Right, thanks very much to Dominic. What about Scott, who's also a Rangers fan? You've made new signing today, Scott. What do you think of it? I just don't understand it. I mean, I've never seen a young boy play, so I'm not too sure of him. But so, what if he's brilliant? Front... No, what's that? Sorry. What if he's brilliant? Well, if he's brilliant, that's good. But middle of front, I think Rangers create enough chances. It's their problem is is in front of goal, where the strikers not putting the ball in the net, the chances they get. So I think the money could have been better used bringing in Lawrence Shankland. It's the one that will never shake off yeah. until the window closes. He's got to sell to, he's got to sell oh, to it. anyway. Look, John was saying I, it doesn't look. Rangers might still sign a striker anyway. Yeah. People always get quite worked up about the order of the signings, as if you need to sign your priority Number position priority, first, yeah. work your way through them. What you would say is, if there is that, can you imagine Rangers then going again with a big fee for a striker after this? Possibly not If, if they get know. some money in For somebody like Yilmaz Or well, if they move true. some players out Then there's a possibility But obviously they've signed Fabio Silva as well Remember He's on loan But he's a, he has a striker That's come in So they, they, they have They have um, Looked to fill that gap or, or You know With Danilo being injured And Lammers being away um, I, I just think that You know A manager's job Is to try and improve The team and Philip Clement has also mentioned the transfer policy and the recruitment policy in terms of what Kenny mentioned earlier on, bringing young players in, developing them, and then further down the line, mm. um, capitalising on, on that value. Um, and that's something that Rangers have struggled a little bit o- over recent years. So that's p- part of probably the Diamondi one, you know, where they'll look at that as a, a longer-term investment as well as strengthening the yeah. squad. You know, Scott's right. I think that, that there is still scope for bringing in a forward player, possibly a wide player. And I think, again, similar we said, I, I still I don't think that'll be the end of Rangers signings. I think there'll be two or three go out and I think there'll be another one or two possibly coming in. I think the gist of Scott's point is he didn't think Rangers needed a midfielder. Yeah. Is that is that fair? Or does it feed back into the kind of conversation we had about Nicholas Kuhn when he arrived? Yeah. Okay, Celtic don't need a winger. But if he's better than what you've got and he's going to improve you and it might be the investment, you know, as Jim says, you know, you need to, you just need to rebuild at, at some point. So this could have been a target that they've had, you know, coming into this transfer. It could have been something they thought, you know what, we'll take him in the summer. But it could also, you just don't know what's going on behind the scenes and deals. Maybe, maybe mm. uh, Northlander are wanting to take the bid now because there's other teams that are willing to take him now. Like Philippe Comont says that there is other teams interested. So Rangers have had to act now to get the man that they want. 
uh, again, I do I do agree. I think the forward areas would be a more pressing priority for me than a left back or a, or another midfielder. Particularly the fact that you see Raskin's back now. You've got Ryan Jack's back. You've got Lundstrom. You've got Campbell. Tom Lawrence has now been back, back yeah. as well. So there is a lot of guys Still that can play. Still overlooking Dujon Sterling. Dujon Sterling again. You threw him in. He's not a midfielder, but we'll throw him into the mix because he, no, he has played in there. He's not a midfielder. <laughs> end of story. <laughs> so uh, he can play left back if somebody goes. Listen, he, can, he, can, he could. He can cover in there as well. He can yeah. play everywhere. You know. So, but I just I think. Yeah, I agree with Scott. I think the attacking areas of the pitch would be a more pressing priority for me. But there's still five days left. That could get addressed. I always think these things are so vague anyway. You know, that even if it is a permanent transfer now, sometimes you, you pay a bit and you pay later. But I get where Gary's coming from on Twitter. He says, with signing Diamandi on loan and the money not due till the summer, could that mean the coffers are still there to purchase a striker? No. Again, perfectly plausible. Uh, suggestion to, from Gary there. Thanks to Scott on the line as well. It's that time of the night already. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Right, beat the pundit time. You can take on Jim Duffy or Kenny Miller. It's been quite the week. We've gone to the tiebreaker twice. I don't know what that means for this evening, but it's been tighter than normal. So 01419511025, and you have to have your call in. By seven o'clock. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Jim Duffy and Kenny Miller are here. It's 01419511025. It's not that I'm not delighted to have you both, uh, but I think Hugh Evans is away seeing some sort of concert, as he would call it. But I can't remember which. So I wonder if we put a plea out to the people of Glasgow in the West who know these things. Who is on in Glasgow and surrounding area tonight that Hugh would be a way to see? Yeah. Uh, right. So we'll don't. We'll just. We'll, we'll just. Cause I genuinely don't know. So Billy Eilish or something. Like. I don't think it's his style. Avril Lavigne. No, <laughs> Avril Lavigne. Craig's niece. Craig's niece. Yeah. Nah, I don't think it's. I don't think it's. Um. It's her either. Although speaking of getting celebrities mixed up, you must have heard them last night. Or about oh to play my beat God, the God, Did you hear it? Aye. Gordon DL True or false yeah. Is Spider-Man actor Willem Dafoe Related To former Ranger striker Jermaine Dafoe <laughs> And he said true And needless <laughs> to say We went to the tiebreaker I think he lost did he? Did he lose he did the lose, We've actually It doesn't count he says Because he was just messing about so. Some uh, little known Beat the pundit Stats for you We're now on uh, Two wins in a row for the listeners, I think two wins in a row, and we've not had that for when was it? Let me see. I had I got sent the information. We've not had three in a row since the fourth of December. So that's what lies in wait tonight. Let's play. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. The Scottish Sun. slash football. Oh, good suggestion. And if I had one of our pundits in mind that would give me something, it would be Simon Donnelly because he's the biggest music fan, I reckon, out of you lot. Loves his music and he's gone strictly at the hydro. Mm -hmm. Now, I can testify because my mother is away to strictly mm -hmm. at the hydro, but I don't... I, and Hugh does like his strictly. He could be on it, no. Uh, could be starting it. He, he likes... Who was the lady of a certain vintage who was on it this year? Her name escapes me. Gloria Hunniford. Nah... Anyway, he was, he's, he's a big fan of Strictly. Yeah. So oh, Angela, Angela Rippon. There we are. Yeah. Uh, I knew it was <laughs> he loves Angela Rippon. Uh, it could be, it could be Strictly, but I, I think it's more of a musical act. So we'll have to try and get to the bottom of it. Anyway, uh, Lewis is in Paisley. How's it going, Lewis? I am good. How's yourself? Not bad, not bad. You ever played Beat the Pundit before? 
Nope, that's my first time Good stuff Are you confident mm-hmm. Or what are you thinking How are you feeling now That you're on the radio oh, I listen all the time And I answer a few And I get them right But see when you're on the radio Completely different story Well actually Do you know what Lewis There's a bit of a Proud beat the pundit history In Paisley You're not one of that family That keep all phoning in And winning are you? No, my dad actually phoned in uh, a few months ago, about a year ago maybe now, and um, Hugh Keevan's beaten by one, I'm pretty sure. Not something so... you really admit to, to be honest, <laughs> quite quite frankly, but you never know. Um, do you, rem- you, do you remember the, the Paisley Cousins? I do, I've them? never been on, I don't think, against them, but I remember them. Incredible. Anyway, um, they're at it, they've got to be at it then. They, they are sensational. But anyway, right, Lewis, what we'll do here is 30 seconds on loan, just answer as. Uh, on loan. I've just read the word on loan and it's popped into my head. <laughs> That's a question, Jim. Remember on that. The, on the clock, there is a loan question. We're <laughs> just giving it away. 30 seconds on the clock, but we need to find out who you're playing. So, heads, it's Kenny, tails, Jim. And it is tails, Jim. You need to rescue this from the pundits tonight. Uh, so, let's give Jim some greatest hits radio to listen to. Uh, and we'll get 30 seconds ready for Lewis. Answer as many as you can. Pass if you don't know. And that's about it, Lewis. That's all you need to know, okay? Right, okay. Right, good man. You're 30 seconds on the clock and your time starts now. Which Scottish Premiership team have Confidimus written on their badge? Uh, Kilmarnock. Ryan Fraser is on loan at Southampton from which club? Newcastle. What age is Joe Hart? 35. How many years has Jurgen Klopp been at Liverpool? Eight. What's the name of Air United's home ground? Pass. Mohamed Diamandi's signed for Rangers from which club? Um, pass Which Hearts defender Just signed a new contract Until 2026 this week Craig Halkett I like the sound of Lewis Jim Are you ready Are you back Yes Girls just want to have fun yeah. I could hear it from here <laughs> That was loud Who did that down As an unlikely Jim Duffy anthem I just, I just <laughs> can't <laughs> see it I just I, no, I can't maybe make Maybe Who's going to see Cindy Lauper uh, Yeah well maybe I, I don't know who's on In, in Glasgow tonight But we will uh, Find out Um Let's get Jim the same set of questions. Are you ready? Yeah. Your time starts now. Which Scottish Premiership team have Confidimus written on their badge? Uh, Come on. Ryan Fraser is on loan at Southampton from which club? Newcastle. What age is Joe Hart? 36. How many years has Jurgen Klopp been at Liverpool? Uh, eight. What is the name of Air United's home ground? Somerset Park. Mohamed Diomandi has signed for Rangers from which club? Nordjylland Which Hearts defenders this week signed a new contract until 2026? Uh, Hearts defender Craig Haug Who is currently top of the SWPL? Uh, Rangers Lewis, what's the verdict? Uh, I think he's beat me <sighs> I'll tell you what, right a, a roller coaster of emotions for me Because I thought Lewis was brilliant I thought Lewis was pulling some good answers And then that is... The most confident performance I've ever heard from you, Jim Duffy. I'm not saying you were right or wrong, but you were confident. Yeah. I mean, that took me back to the Player of the Year era <laughs> in Morton. That, that's how confident you were. Unbelievable. Let's find out. False confidence. Um, I need to... For, um, apologies to any Latin speakers. I hope my pronunciation wasn't too bad. Confidimus, that must be how it's said, is it? I don't know. It doesn't really matter. You were both right, Comarnock, and it's apparently Latin for we trust. There you go, learn something new every day uh, You both got it, Ryan Fraser is on loan at Southampton from Newcastle Both got it Nothing worse than being one year out, Lewis Joe Hart is 36 oh. And Jim Duffy got it um, You both knew that Jurgen Klopp had been at Liverpool for 8 years I mean, Lewis is putting in a fine performance here But the man Duffy is flying Somerset Park He was bound to know that, I'm afraid Lewis 
he just passed in that we just would you have known it if I'd come back to you, you know? No, no clue, mm. absolutely. So I thought I'd just quickly pass it and try and get an extra answer. Mm. Yeah, not a bad tactic, yeah. but then you had to pass again, I think, didn't you? Mohamed Diomande has signed. Jim Duffy got that one right as well. So he's stretching his lead here. But Lewis was still in it. He hung in there. Craig Halkett, which he got. Jim Duffy, you still up by two, I think. Three even. Three, yeah, three. And Rangers are top of the SWPL. It is a clean sweep for Jim Duffy. Uh, everyone right? Uh, I don't, I'm well, sorry. Why, why are you saying that with such a surprise in your voice? <laughs> no, I can't say no offence now. Because I mean it with a bit of... If a... it was Roger Hanna, you'd be praising him at the hilt. Well, I, exactly. Now I've got the sarcasm. You ain't no Roger Hanna, quite <laughs> frankly. But an eight for Jim Duffy. Usually, what was that, a four, I think? A four or a, a four, I think, for Lewis. Which is not too bad. Lewis, but he's you've been beaten by the better man. Hard lines. Oh well, at least it wasn't Hugh Keevans that beat me. I'll take it. <laughs> Every Thanks, cloud. Lewis. Every cloud. Thank you very much to Lewis, which Thanks. means for the first time in your history, I think you're gonna be going for the ten. Uh why not? Have you ever gone for the ten? No. You're about to try and join an exclusive club. I think you've done it before? Missed out. Oh, missed oh, out. oh he's, did you get nine? He's a touchy subject. I missed the ninth question. Mm. I Miraculously, the last one was easy as well. d- despite him being hopeless at this, generally, Hugh Evans has got a 10. ten right, and I think go. and Roger he's got the to Roger, hasn't he? I think it's only Hugh and Roger. Uh, Roger's got your one. <clears throat> I'm looking at these last two. Anyway, number nine, mm. Derek Adams moved. <laughs> How easy is this? Derek Adams moved from which club to join Ross County? More a hundred times better than Ross yeah. County. They are. <laughs> yeah. And for the ten, Jim Duffy. <laughs> Bit harder. What nationality is Hibbs' new signing, Emiliano Marcondes? <sighs> Marcondes will go for Portuguese. Oh, oh, he's fallen at the final mm. hurdle, and I've got sympathy for you because you can't even make an educated mm. guess because he doesn't sound Danish, does he? No, but he's Danish. There, there we you go. go. And nine. It's not a ten, but uh, it'll do. Matt Riley, does I just sound? remember what question <laughs> done me actually. It was the ten thing. It was the alphabetical order. Uh, the table the championship of oh, the championship was uh, it? Oh. I went for our both or something. It was yeah, always room for improvement. That's right. the thing. There we are. A nine. You cannot grumble with that. Well done to Jim Duffy. Hard lines to Lewis. Our colleague Andrew McLean. He's been on. I think he's got Hugh Evans down to a T. Apparently tonight at half past ten at the Savoy is an event called I Am a Raver. Can you see Shug? He's in the Savoy. Can you see Mister? Because he's with Mrs. Keevans. Can you see the pair of them? The glow sticks. Half ten at the Savoy. Big bad mental Shug. I'm not sure. Uh, Milo's Milo's again gone strictly. Everybody thinks Hugh's away at strictly, but I think we can do better. Get your research caps on. Tell us where Hugh Keevans is tonight. Uh, We'll find out on the show tomorrow. I'm sure. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. What are you thinking? So far then, if you want to get involved with conversations we've already had, that might be about Rangers' new signings, it might be about Cameron Carter-Vickers' new contract or Celtic's recruitment business so far, but I'm sure we can spread our wings in the second hour onto new territory as well because we've got big games coming up this weekend. Every team in the Premiership involved tomorrow, big games in the lower league, and everybody's interested in transfers, surely. So whatever you've got for us, now would be a great time to share it. We're staying in Paisley. It's a real theme of the show. Robbie is there, but he's a St Mirren fan with tomorrow on his mind. What are you thinking, Robbie? Um, hi, guys. How you doing? Good here. Good. How are you? Uh, yeah, not bad. What are you thinking um, tomorrow? Can you cause a, a wee upset? I'm quietly confident. Um, I think the transfer business that Stephen Robinson's done so far in January has been excellent. Um, I think if you look at the positions that he upgraded, you know, we had Tanzer there. Um, there's no really much else there. Um, Thierry Small getting recalled. 
So I think bringing in um, that new signing today, um, I think it's added real quality. And also James Scott, who you know he knows the league well. So I think we can quietly cause an upset. You know, we just get written off sometimes in these games, but proven time and time again we can put in the performances. Yeah, Jaden Brown on loan from Lincoln. That's the one you mean, isn't it? Yeah, the yeah. Latest one today. I think we all thought Quan was an interesting yeah. one because, well, for obvious reasons, the Celtic link. Um, James Scott it looked like maybe was going to head back to Motherwell, but he's gone like all ex-Motherwell players do to St Mirren uh, and reunite with Stephen Robinson. I've always got this memory that his best Motherwell performances were against St Mirren, so maybe he'll, he'll feel at home um, in Paisley. And uh, that, I'm interested in St Mirren because they're having a good season. They're not a team where you say, oh, they're in desperate need of recruitment to like save some sort of disastrous season. They're doing well already and then looking to strengthen and looking to, to build on that. Yeah, Kenny mentioned earlier on, had a little bit of a dip, you know, in terms of the, from the start they had, but, you know, still a very good season if, if you take it over the whole period, the, the first half of the season. And Stephen Robertson is, like he did at Motherwell, uh, terrific at looking at the lower leagues in England and bringing in players that, you know, not everyone was aware of, but, uh, you know, I've been, I've been, you know, do a very good job and can suit the style that he wants to play, suit Scottish um, uh, Premier League as well. So I think these were good signing. Obviously, James Scott, as as Robbie mentioned, there been up before. Um, tall, can play kind of wider, can play as a, a striker. Um, you know, again, gives him a, a, another option. I think when you, that's maybe the one area that they would maybe like to be a little bit more creative in that final third. They maybe don't capitalise on maybe some of the opportunities. And I think that's the one the one part that Stephen Robinson would just like to improve a bit. And if he can do that even even marginally, that, that'll keep them in the top six for the rest of the season. Robbie, I've got a radical plan for St Mirren though. They're going to need to try and keep 11 players on the pitch against the old firm tomorrow, aren't they? I think it's a, what the last five games we've had a percent off. Um, I think oh, it's a tough enough challenge for 11, but I, I, you know, Having 11 players on the park will be key, and I think that attacking threat points quite valid because I think Strain's probably one of our biggest attacking threats. You know, I know he's a right wing back, but him and McMenamin down that right hand side that was dangerous at the start of the season. McMenamin sort of fell off a bit, but I think that quality there is really missing. And um, Quan is another one as well. I watched him against Queen of South last week in the Cup. And I must say, by the way, Marvin Bartley is far from a shy manager on the touchline. Oh, <laughs> he likes the sound of his own voice, doesn't he? Yeah, big time. What an absolute pump. pest, honestly. <laughs> I tell him that all the time, that he needs to calm down a bit, but he never listens. Um, like Robbie's right, Stephen Robinson will know it. We said at the top of the show, if you look on paper, this just goes down as one of those that you think that could be tricky when Celtic and Rangers go there. It becomes a lot less tricky if, like, when Rangers went there earlier, Ryan Strain gets sent off after 28 minutes and yep. gives away a penalty. And then when Celtic went there around the festive period, it was even earlier than that, wasn't it? I'll check that one. Um, yeah, it was about 17 minutes. Yeah, so, that, yeah. Um, to state the obvious, it's hard enough, as Robbie says. You just need that little bit of luck in the key moments to go your way as well. Well, listen, I think that, I mean, the sending-offs were sending off. You know, it was, it was decisions that were made by the players that... They obviously cost them, and then and the Rangers won it. It's the first goal as well, you know, it leads to penalty, it leads to a goal. So it's, a, it's going to be an uphill struggle. Uh, it's always going to be tough, like you say, against the old firm when they come to town, but you're making it really tough going down to 10 men. So, St. So Mirren, I've got to say, 
they have kind of put in a good show against the old firm at home over the over the last couple of seasons. Stephen Robinson's teams, again, they're really, really clear about how, what they want to do. Their players seem to know exactly what their manager wants and they've got some good players and, and they have added pretty well. James Scott will come in. He's, uh, he seems to fit. He seems he'll be a good fit for a Stephen Robinson team. Uh, I know, okay, I've seen the, I've seen the left-back quite a bit. I think it was that, the lad that was at Sheffield Wednesday as well. I think previously I used to watch him quite a bit because Josh Swindas is obviously their ex-Rangers player. So he's, uh, again, he's good athlete, up and down. He'll get in, he'll fit the system that Stephen Robinson plays. So they made a couple of good signings. Again, it's always going to be tough when Rangers come to town. Heavy favourites and Rangers have got their own agenda. You know, they've got to close that gap down to two points. So listen, it'll be a tough game. But you would expect Rangers to get past it. Your high hopes for the second half of the season, Robbie? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, there's no reason why we can't finish top six. I mean, we've done it last season. Um, I think it's just about picking up points against the teams that we should be picking up points against. I mean, over the seasons, we've got some silly points here and there. So I think if we can get the points at teams like Livingston and Dundee, then there's no reason why we can't be up in top six. Yep, because the obvious kind of food chain of things, you generally look at which of the top clubs, the big, the bigger clubs are not going to make it. Because there's usually one... Who's going to underperform? How many spaces does that open up yeah. for St Mirren's, Kilmarnock's, Motherwell's, whoever it might be? Um, just had to throw the last one in there, as yeah, unlikely as it looks. Um, <laughs> Hibs and Aberdeen, it doesn't, it's not, yeah. it's not, not immediately, it's not immediately getting no. any better, is it? I know Hibs played Rangers, mm, yeah. but there was not a lot in that performance that would fill you with hope. Uh, and Aberdeen uh, held did, again. Did they play each other tomorrow? Was it? Was it no, uh, no so, Aberdeen no, Hearts no, tomorrow. Aberdeen Hearts. Yep. Sorry, but uh, I, I, I Hibs Kelly though. Hibs yeah, Kelly. Away, Kelly. Away, Kelly. Kelly. That was the one. Um, but I, th I think that, you know, it's, it's interesting to hear what Robbie was saying there, or, you know, the, the teams that we should beat almost, it's almost like a, a kind of change in mindset for St Mirren fans. Mm -hmm. You know, a, a couple of seasons ago, you're delighted to maintain your Premier League status. Now as if, oh, we should be beating Livingston, we should be, Livingston have been a really consistent Premier League team now for about five years. Um, again, you know, Dundee back in had, have had a good start, again, falling off, um, you know, the, the levels a little bit uh, recently. I think every game is competitive at that level because, you know, they've all got something to play for, whether it's the top six. And as you say, whether the expectation levels of the big teams like Aberdeen, Hibs, um, they should be there, you know, in, in terms of the, the level of club that they're at. But St Mirren under Stephen Robinson have been very consistent um, since he's been in last year, this year. And if they can, they can just add, uh, you know, a, a little bit of extra calmness in front of goal, um, that I, I'm absolutely convinced that they could be the ones but I think Kilmarnock will run them close I have to say that I think um, Derek McInnes has done a magnificent job there um, Might both make it they, they might both make it but you know you would tend to think that uh, you know either Aberdeen or Hibs if they if put it this way both of them are outside the top six I think that would be a major blow and a major shock and may cost one of the managers if not both of them their jobs I think Aberdeen will get in the top six I don't think Hibs will No No not for what I've seen so far. Uh, thanks to Robbie. We will leave it there. 01419511025. Please give us a call and we'll get a full time teaser up and running next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hear it. Watch it. Search the YouTube stream now. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One's Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller and Jim Duffy are here. Still plenty of time to get your calls in. Are you happy with your team's transfer business as we bring another week in the transfer window to a close? What are you hoping for towards the end? 
We've been discussing Cameron Carter Vickers and Celtic's business. We've looked at Rangers' new signing. Looks like there's another one on the way as well, this Brazilian left back. So keep the calls coming there. We've just had a St Mirren fan looking ahead to the game tomorrow. So anyone else that's out there, please do give us a call. I must admit, right? See, obviously I want people to get in touch about football talking points, but the main source of entertainment on Twitter and so on is the whereabouts of Hugh Keevans. <laughs> As I said, he's he's away to see some sort of musical yeah, act tonight. Yeah. And I thought, I can't remember who. I'll put it out to the audience. Who do you think it is? Uh, we had a great shout from a few people saying Strictly at the Hydro, yeah. which would make sense right up his street. Um, we decided the Savoy, I'm a raver. Probably not. It's too late as well for you, that half ten. Because we have six hours yeah. tomorrow as well. Imagine <laughs> he can bounce in here. Straight through the rev. With the, the yep. glow sticks, <laughs> the eyes, but even bigger than the glasses. Yeah. Um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is at the Kings if Shug is a musical fan, says Laura. Mm -hmm. And we've got an, this could this could be it, an eyewitness. Apparently, mm -hmm. Ian's a taxi driver. He says he's at the taxi rank in town and he can see Hugh Keevans in the queue for the pavilion. But who's on at the pavilion? Mm -hmm. Somebody needs to give me this information. Who is it? Because that doesn't... Mrs like, Brown's boys or something like that. Who is at the pavilion tonight? I'm hoping one of the producers can quickly Google it and tell me. Uh, and then we can decide whether he's there or not. But anyway, uh, whilst we do that, really important cutting-edge football stuff, let me give you this teaser. The full-time teaser with Sliding Wardrobe Solutions East Kilbride. Slad wall panels available in seven colours. Now in stock at East Kilbride at competitive prices. Uh, right, good question this. Thanks to Grant McIver or McIver, uh, whichever one, apologies, Grant, if I've got it wrong, for sending it in. Now, it like sounds easy and it is in a, a way, but I think the fact that this is even a question shows you the life of a modern manager, as you two will know. Can you name the last seven managers of a Scottish Premiership club who've surpassed a year in the job? Martindale. David Martindale, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a really bad start that he's not on the list. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, hold, um, so premiership, just premiership managers. What's what's going on here? Why oh, what is going on here? We're confused again, Jim. This is like yeah, one um, one job. I what did you say there afterwards, though? Uh, Ange. Yeah, Ange is there. Sorry. Robbie Nielsen. He's not on the list. Well, I, don't the list get, I don't get it. Derek McInnes. Yeah, McInnes. Derek McInnes. Right. right. Okay. We'll leave it there for now. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Give us a call, send us a tweet and let us know what is on your mind this evening. Who have we not heard from? What's coming in here as well? Let's see a few tweets uh, making their way over, uh, mostly about transfer business. Are you confident then that we're going to have a kind of, we're going to have a busy, because it'll be the start of next week. Do you think it'll pick up a bit? Absolutely well, yeah. You think so? Yep. It's got to. Sometimes, it'll be maybe just well, Celtic are signing four between now and true. then, so... There's four straight away. One, yep. One's going to be a long chunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was the exclusive, wasn't it? I look forward to that. Um, that clips on Twitter, by the way, at Clyde SSB. If you want to, if you want to get your thoughts over, whilst we line up some more calls, why don't we hear from Stephen Robinson? Because we were just talking about the St Mirren game, but on a fellow Northern Irishman, because he was asked, just under understandable, um, what he thought of Stephen Davis's retirement and here's a big shout he says he should be regarded as on a par with George Best he's if not the best um, he's right up there he should be mentioning in the same bracket as, as George Best you know he's he's such a talented talented boy what he's done for Northern Irish football 
you know, captain the side of the Euros. Um, he was um, actually might not have been captain in the Euros when I think about that there, but he was he's been a great captain for Michael O'Neill throughout the, his time. Um, he, he's provided so much to the young players coming through. He's been an inspiration, and for someone that I've worked with, arguably the the probably the best player I've worked with on the training pitch, never caused a minute's problem. Easy maintenance, easy to manage, but a super, super talented boy. But in terms of recognition, I think he'd be recognised in that bracket as one of the, the greatest players ever to play for North Ireland. Uh, Kenny, you're the obvious person to come to. I mean, big news this week. Not entirely unsurprising, uh, I think. We yep. can knew that he would probably retire, but how would you sum up his contribution? That's again, I mean, Stephen Robinson's taught me to get was it 140, 142 caps for your country. Uh, an incredible, yeah. was it the outfield player the highest yeah. in Britain that uh, is amassed as an international player so that again speaks for itself what he's achieved at Rangers as a footballer he's one of five players I think to have played in two European finals uh, again for me even at that the latter stages career still had so much to offer as a player I think this injury has just kind of finished him like it's, it's made him realise that maybe it's finding it a little bit tough to find his way back and, and listen you know what when you get to that stage as well in the career that he's had and the people that have worked with him there's probably other options on the table for him as well and maybe he just feels that now's the time that they, those options are the good options to go and start the next stage of his career, you know. So, wonderful player, incredible teammate, you know. I said he's maybe a little bit, I wouldn't say underrated, but understated because he's no flashy. He does the right things all the time and that's for me, that's what sets the very, very, the, the top players aside from just the good players. The fact that they make the right decision more often than not, I say. I think the best thing you say is, again, I would like to say about myself, you know, that Brilliant teammate, you know, whatever his teammates needed, whatever his team needed at that time, more often not, he'd mm. done the right thing. So, a wonderful player, uh, had a great career, you know, so he's, he's, he's earned the right, no, not to put his feet up, but I think he'll, he'll move on to something new. Any moments or performances that stand out? I mean, I've thrown that on you, maybe should have warned you, but any that, that kind of spring to mind? You know, I think, see the type of player he is, he was, he was an 8 out of 10 every single week, and I met, when I went back to Rangers in 2008, we had Barry Ferguson and Pedro Mendes in the centre of the midfield, and and he got kind of put to the right of that four more often than not because, I mean, we had wonderful players in there, but he still went and done equally good a job. And the, the, the moment, a moment that stands out for me that season was his, I think it was his first old firm goal, where we actually needed to win the game at Ibrox. It was after the break and we were playing catch-up, maybe three, four points back, and we had to win the game and he, he got the winning goal that day. It was a big moment. It propelled, I think it gave us the opportunity. The league was now back in our own hands. So it was a big moment. But in terms of performances, like... He was every week, you know, he'd done, like I say, done the right things, 8 out of 10 every single week. Brilliant to play, love playing. Again, what good these types of players, they make the guys about them better. Yeah. You know, and for me, he made me better, he made my job a lot easier, and I'm sure the rest of the lads felt the same. Outstanding player. Players that make the game look easier, you know, are so talented. His awareness, you know, when he receives the ball, his awareness of his teammates, you know, where, where the danger was, the assessment... And also, it's the most difficult thing, uh, Gordon, in, in football, to always want the ball. See, if your team's not playing great, or if you're maybe even having a wee ha ha uh, off day, but Steve, Stephen Davis never shied away from the ball. He was always wanting the ball. You could always see him. You, know, you could always trust that he was going to be available for the ball. And I think that players like that, you know, they, they take the risk because the they, they risk passes and if you give it away, you get a wee bit of stick. But he, he as I said, if he'd done that, he would still demand the ball the next time. Uh, and as Kenny said, then he made everyone else tick. I, I think he was a fabulous player for Reigns and also 140 caps, is it, for 
yeah. Northern Ireland. It's uh, longevity. That, that, that's incredible. You know, it's the longevity yeah, as well to play at that that level right to that age is uh, is actually incredible. And obviously his, his role got adapted because yeah. he wasn't the all action box no. to box player. Now he, he actually again he was his intelligence, his mm. game intelligence was so good that he became the controller mm. of the game. You know, and his positions that he picked up, he just he was just in the right areas all the time. Just just a wonderful mm. footballer. Do you know what I think? I'm just going to blame you two just for no reason because you just answered so confidently and it sort of threw me off but the qu we've overcomplicated this question <laughs> it's just that it's the last uh, the seven last, managers yeah. to surpass the year so that's what yeah. rules Davey Martindale of course, out, he's not and the that's last. what rules yeah. Robbie Nielsen just that's it they're, they're in the last they're not in the last seven Lee Johnson yeah so it's a good start you've got Lee Johnson Derek McInnes and Ange Postacoglu so we'll leave it there uh, and if you like Grant did want to use your question so that's the idea you come up with a question yeah. Email me, fulltime at clyde1.com and I'll try and use it on the show and try and catch out the pundits. So if you like the thought of that, send an email over. Uh, and as always, thanks to Sliding Wardrobe Solutions, East Bride, for their help with the question as well. Alec is a Celtic fan on the line. We had a bit of discussion earlier, Alec, about Celtic's transfers and whether fans were getting impatient or not. How do you feel? I can't feel calm about it. I'm holding the heat, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and the body. <laughs> it doesn't bother me that. Uh, first of all, good evening to you all. Good evening, and Kenny. Man. Kenny, can you hear me, Kenny? I can hear you perfectly, Alec. Yep. Right. Just want to thank you, Paul, for about a year and a bit. I seen a bit you gave us a hundred percent. Appreciate it, Alec. Thank you Thanks very much. And, uh, See, I like that because you. Let's be honest. I thought that was going to go the other way. Well, did did you? you? No, 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 I was no. ready for him. I thought he was just setting you up to <laughs> whack you. Yeah, right. Okay. No, 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 good no, on no. you, Alec. No, I know guys that saying they, they don't want Shanklin out at Celtic, but there's been plenty of exchanges that are range of support players that came to Celtic and played well. True. So I've not got a problem with that. Would that? Uh, listen, I don't know whether it's Shanklin or not. There was a guy on earlier, very confident. But the Celtic need a striker. What are you looking for between now and what day is it? Is it Wednesday or something? Tuesday, Wait. Wednesday. Uh, no, it's a no stop. I don't know. First, first of February, yeah. I think first it's day. Day. Yeah. Anyway, what are you hoping for? Oh, well, I think need a backup to you. He'll go anyway, definitely. And uh, probably for Greg Taylor as well. Although he's done well, Greg Taylor, you know, but he needs somebody to back him up. Yeah, and that's we're going to see it tomorrow. For what it's worth, we we can uh, we we spoke about the situation, but I don't think you picked because I know I know it's not critical. I know Brendan Rodgers won't be having sleepless nights with no disrespect to Ross no, County. But no. which one would you pick if it is those two, uh, Burnaby or, or Liam yeah. Scales? I, I think you would have to play Burnaby there. If you don't play Burnaby tomorrow, you're basically just saying, listen, mm -hmm. there is no way you're going to play here ever because if you can't play a home game against Ross County, when can you play? Um, if he's fit. And I don't know if he is fit, but if he is fit and if he has been training, yeah. he's got to play him in that particular game. Keep skills where he is um, because he's been doing terrific um, in that area. Um, so for me, he's got to play Burnaby tomorrow. Is it, Agreed. the same, yeah. yeah. Same logic, just, you know... Yeah, it's his position, now, never. skills, he's doing well in his position. That's no needed mm -hmm. to play somebody out of position. You know, again, like Jim says, if he was to play Liam Scales there, like, what does that say yeah. to Burnaby? So, listen, and he might, because he might just know fancy him, but yeah. for me, you play the I mean, left-back at left-back yeah. and you play exactly. Liam Scales at left-back. You could play Ralston there or, or Johnson there and play the other one right-back, you know, because the, both of them could do that. But in terms of how Celtic want to play, getting forward, full-backs being expansive, then Burnaby's your best option. I know managers don't... They, they want to try and move as few pieces around yeah. as possible, don't they? So I, I kind of know you're going to reject this, but I'll float mm -hmm. it anyway just because of what's developing with 
Cameron Carter Vickers coming back is Mike Navrotsky in a pretty good place would it give you a, if you if you played Liam Scales at the back give you a chance to to use them all if that makes sense I still I think it's, it's how you want can I see Liam Scales bombing up that left mm. flank and beating players and being that, mm. that attacking influence that you need for there listen I think he's somebody that would go on and give everything he's got and he'd do the job to the best of his ability but again is that it can potentially cause you a problem if you played in the Vrotsky with Carter Vickers then, then you might have you're disrupting a partnership that you've probably got in your mind like Scales and Carter Vickers that it's going to be for me I play the left back at left back and unless he's absolutely out of the so far out of the picture uh, and they're mm-hmm. looking to kind of maybe move him on or find him another another club that you would play Liam Scales for me I'd be playing the left back at left yeah. back go along with that Alec yeah, it's a great I think it's a great thing for we give him a call on Carter Vickers to sign. Yeah, he's been a big, fa- big fan's favourite, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I've phoned in earlier, see the boy Scott from Cambus Lang. Yes. Believe it or not, me and his father and my big friend were Celtic ticket holders for years and years. His father gave it a number of years back, and that's why he's got a ticket. I was sitting beside him up until the Ross County game. I started seeing now I've transferred my ticket out of my son. See, I like that. I like to feel like we're bringing. I mean, there's sixty thousand people in that stadium, but they phone in here and people think, "I know him. I used to sit next to him at the football." I like that. I must admit, we've kind of connection there with Alec in the previous caller. You did say how about how far out the picture, um, Bernard? How far out is he? Four appearances this season: one in August, one in September, one in November, one in December, um, one in January. Pretty far yeah. out, pretty far yeah. out for yeah. what it's worth. He's one and only Celtic goal did come mm-hmm. against Ross County. If you're looking for some sort of random <laughs> moment that means nothing, I just think that Celtic's going to dominate the game. There's no doubt about that. Um, Ross County are going to try and make it, you know, as difficult as they can. Get 11 men behind the ball, and uh, you know, uh, that's when you need, I think, the the, the balance about the team uh, and the way they're playing. And I'm I'm McKenny. Listen, skills can play that position. I'm sure um, Ralph can play their joints, but just in terms of how they want to play and the balance of the team, I think Burnaby's got to be um, your option. Unless, as you, as you mentioned, if they're going to try and sell him and they don't want to risk an injury, because obviously that could be that could play a part from a business point mm-hmm. of view if he goes in and he gets injured. But to the player himself, um, again, y- you know, y- 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 you've got to be saying to yourself, if I'm not playing against Ross County at home, I'll never play. Yeah, thank you very much to Alec. Of course, it's been quite the... Spell for Derek Adams Mostly in terms of what he says after games Rather than than what happens during them Uh, But let's hear a bit from him Because he's obviously going to try and mastermind a plan uh, To stop Celtic tomorrow Uh, He's got quite the analogy for it I've been doing a bit of DIY myself over recent weeks I don't know if this will work But he's been talking about how he's putting together his Ross County team Obviously a difficult uh, game for anyone that goes there They've got... um, an excellent home record. Hearts are on the team, I believe, that have beaten them this year. So uh, it's a tough task. We've obviously got injury issues. It's quite easy uh, from the outside to look at things and say, how can you not do that and do this? But if you've got a plan in place and you don't have the tools to do it, um, it's like you know going to the job and not having the tools. You can't do the job. And uh, that's the scenario uh, in training at this moment in time. Mm. Yeah, I get it, I guess no, That's, that's my excuse for everything I, When I get asked to do a job in the house It's not a, it's not a, t- it's not a do with my lack of ability I've just, just don't got the tools. tools to do it I don't know if that's a good idea a good, I mean, <laughs> listen, maybe he's throwing You know, a kind of 
use the tool analogy, maybe throwing a spanner in the box. Oh, here I to, like it. I see what just, you did. Just to try and, and just to try I, and hammer home the point. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not going to go down those roads. There's a few I can say. Right, but the fact is, his team are going to go there, and he's more or less saying, "I don't have the players to get a result here before the before a ball's kicked." So I don't really know how that's going to motivate mm. the players to go and and be as determined. Maybe he's using a bit of reverse psychology mm-hmm. and saying to the players, "Ah, well, no one fancies you. I'm going to put that out there. Let, let's see, if we, let's see if we can, you know, we we, we can surprise." But I, I I don't think I don't I think even they've got everyone fit. I don't think that well they're not good enough to to, to go and beat Celtic. But with injuries and with the way that things are just at the moment in Ross County. It's got to be a comfortable victory for Celtic tomorrow. Got I, to be. I mean, I saw that interview that he did oh, no, last week, Kenny, um, and it was quite something. I think we would all agree. He's had a couple now, um, so microphones at the ready tomorrow. There'll be a lot of people tuning in post match. Thanks for having me on the coffin. <laughs> <laughs> but by the way, imagine <laughs> against the backdrop of all this, yeah. Derek Adams goes and gets yeah. even a, a point at Celtic Park. Listen, there's teams like this is like. Talking about the, I've got the tools, I've got the players, I've got the injuries. There's teams that have went to Celtic Park, and and the, and the blueprints there. You know, you go, you make it tough, mm. you, you you park the bus, you you try and frustrate and when you know yourself when you when you get when a game takes a certain kind of mould and it's you get to that half hour point and potentially Celtic have no got that mm-hmm. goal, they've got something to protect. You're now looking towards yeah. half time as a milestone. Can we get there? You know, it's 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 a, I'm not saying it's easy to do it against yeah. the good teams. But it's an easier way to get your team set up to be yeah. kind of destructive mm-hmm. and defensive than it is to go and be expansive and create. Mm-hmm. That's unfortunately for, for the majority of the teams when they're going to sell. That's the way you need to go about mm-hmm. it. And then you hope that moment comes along, whether it be a counter attack or whether it be mm-hmm. a set play or whether it be later in the game where you're actually maybe a little bit more confident because you've, you've you've kind of navigated the first 70, 75 minutes. You can do it. Livingston have been there a few times and got draws. You've got, I think Dundee have, have been before and, and got draws and, and results. I mean, Hearts mm-hmm. went and won. You know, Hearts yeah. are obviously a better team than Ross County, but they went there and won 2-0 mm-hmm. and, shut, and shut Celtic out. Yeah. So it's doable. You know, you need a lot of luck. You need to perform to the highest level and probably Celtic need to get, after that 15, 20-minute spell, need to be frustrated. Yeah, I suppose it's like, you know, don't be too negative, but don't be too gung-ho. You know, keep, I suppose ultimately just about keeping your spirit level. You would say. <laughs> Come on now. Really anyway, bad, uh, right. Thanks to Grant for the teaser. Can you name the last the last seven managers to last a year in charge of a Premiership club? So the last seven to surpass the year. You've got Lee Johnson, Derek McInnes, and Ange Postecoglou. Sean Maloney. Nope. Derek Ange's predecessor. Yep. Uh, Malky. Malky. Yep. Well done. Got Malky done, but Stephen Robinson. Stephen Robinson. Yeah. Yep. Two to get. Mm-hmm. We'll get them after these. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Listen and watch. Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller and Jim Duffy are here and they are going about their business on this teaser can you name the last seven managers of a premiership club to last a year in charge of the of the said of said club so you've got lee johnson at hibbs derek mckinnis at kelly stephen robinson st mirren Ange, postacoglu malky mckay stephen robinson you said him got him yeah neil lennon give me one no calm davison nope stephen gerrard no mcpake no Oofed. hmm so you're missing one of the bigger 
ones. You've kind of went round them all apart from this guy. Tarps? No, no. Uh, like bigger. Bigger. Oh, oh uh, big, big cars. Hmm? Giovanni, did yes. last a year? Did he? Okay, we've only got one to get. We'll get it before the end of the show. Now, at this stage on a Friday, we're always quickly trying to tidy up what have we not given attention to before the weekend, which we really need to. Generally, I'll always try and introduce this, but seriously, by anybody's book, St. Johnston Motherwell's big. Mm. I think Come there's on. I think there's some you're good fixtures. You, you try you just try to kind of get a, a sense a sense of excitement drama there. Got, didn't uh, you? Got a sense of drama. The list. He does. He's got it started alongside the Aberdeen Hearts, Aberdeen, Kilmarnock, Hibs. Ninth Massive. against tenth. Level on points. Level on games played. Yep. Right. Big game. But what, what it does is the winner, if there is a winner, it will push them not too far away from the top six because the way the fixtures are. It, that obviously Aberdeen and Hearts are playing, Hibs and Kilmarnock are playing, something's got to give on those games. So if, if there is a winner between St Johnston and Motherwell, then that will push them probably to within at least a, maybe a game away, two, three points away for that top six. So after all the troubles at St Johnston at the start of the season and that long winless run for Motherwell, you could be within touching distance of the top six. And then to put a more negative spin on things, Jim, <laughs> we know that games in hand, you know, you obviously have to win them and so yeah. on. But for all the this kind of the negativity we've just said there and Derek mm. Adams, Ross County are two points two, behind yeah. both yeah. with two games in hand. Yeah. So you know that that the, the loser, if there is one between mm -hmm. St Johnston and Motherwell, you know, could be in a real a real bit of bother. Yeah, and obviously both of those clubs have recently changed their their manager with Craig Levine. Derek Adams, both very experienced managers coming in to try and steer them away from from um, the relegation aspect. Yeah, I agree with you, Gordon, in the sense that if. If Motherwell, I would expect um, Motherwell to win that game. I think that the you know the the look is if the the you know, calmed down a lot. But I was at the, the game against Hibs before the, the the break, and I thought they actually played very very well. Drew two two, lost a goal in the last minute, but played very well. Um, so I, I I think Motherwell could win that one and just give them a wee bit of breathing space. And then we have to see how Ross County develop. We heard that little mini interview from Derek Adams. Derek Adams there saying he's got a lot of injuries. He's not really got the players he wants to, to at this moment in time available to him. Whether they're back in a short period of time. Also, there's a lot of talk about Yandanda, who's one of their top players, being unhappy, wanting to leave. Um, you know, Hearts I think have been in for him. So it'll be interesting to see about that as well. But I think if you if you can manage to get that wee bit of a breathing space, then it puts pressure on the likes of St Johnston and Ross County. Motherwell, with no luck on the injury front this week, Kenny signing Adam Montgomery, by all accounts looked good in the cup against Alloa, kind of high hopes that he could provide some sort of spark. Looks like a hamstring injury, talking 12 weeks, and um, it never rains but it pours if you're Stuart Kettlewell, in the same window as losing Mika Beareth, losing Brody Spencer... Uh, Season-ending injury for Callum Slattery. Halliday's going to need of some game tomorrow. Well, listen, he might have to play two, three different positions. <laughs> By that, he can as Pressure. well. He could fill in on that left side. He can be in the midfield. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it'll be. I say it'll be a really good signing. But for, for the loss of Montgomery, like when you lose Brody Spencer, who's been a good player for you, and you lose him, you go and sign the replacement, and then within a week he's injured. Like. He must be thinking what he's done, Stuart Kettlewell, because they are in a dogfight at this moment in time. As much as I've got a lot of plaudits at the early part of the season, and even through some of those defeats, performing pretty well, uh, aye, it's a big, big loss to lose a player you've just brought in the door. 
I think Livingston, you know, last week beating uh, Wraith Rovers in the cup could be a could be a you know a big moment for them as well. Just to again give them the, that belief that they can start winning games again because they had such a terrible run, um, struggled to score goals. But I think getting through in the cup and you know getting that one as well, I'll, I'll breathe a, a little bit of life into them as well. So I, I, I think it, I don't I, I, I wouldn't write write off Livingston coming where where we run. We, we we're, we're doing the, the 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 quiz there in terms of managers, but Davy Martindale was is the longest serving manager in the in the prem, Premiership. You know, I mean Derek. I'm not sure. Uh, he oh, yeah, he's longer than Derek. Yeah. I think there. So you know you, you know he's done a, an outstanding job there, and I don't think he's ready for. Um, you know, giving up that fight yet. Anybody that knows Davy knows he's, he's going to roll the sleeves up and make sure he gets every ounce of effort out of those players. And Hearts Aberdeen's just always a good one, isn't it? It's just traditionally, you know, a mm. couple of our bigger clubs and both. I mean, the league table tells you Hearts are you know, the third, and that's kind of where they would aim to be. But it's not been a plain sailing season so far. Aberdeen, again, if they were to win their games in hand, they would they would be sitting fine. But it's been up and down for them. You've got. Shanklin Miofsky is this, is this their respective last games for their clubs there's it's a, a shooter the two of the best strikers in the league you know so sh- uh, will Shanklin take a penalty if Hearts get it yeah I don't think he should I, I think, think he you missed three in a row three in a row I think yeah. it's time to take them off if, I, if, I'm, if I'm a player on that team I, I'm, I'm well I wouldn't, you wouldn't be doing it you don't grab the ball but you'd have a, a chat with mm. him I know he's captain or that but you'd have a chat with him in the dressing room training say come on you know it's time it's time to pass the baton I think he'll take it. Really? I do, yeah. And this is obviously... This is your guy that's going to be on for probably a 30-goal season. The 50-50 and he'll back himself. But imagine missing four in a row after being so consistent. Yep. After bang. So again, when you look at the bigger picture, what is that? He's missed three out of 18. If I was a manager, I'd be taking them off. If I was Stephen H, I'd be taking them. I'd be saying, nah, you're you're off them. Okay, let's try and round off this teaser then before we run out of time. Uh, And by the way, the real quiz tonight, lots of people, Milo... Craig D, uh, Matondo, I had loads on various platforms as well. Uh, Scott Wright, Ricky, the number of people saying Eddie Reader at the mm. pavilion. That sounds right up Hugh Keevan's street. Apparently, we've got an eyewitness spotting him in the, the taxi queue, so we'll need to find out tomorrow where he was. But anyway, can you name the last seven managers of a Premiership club to surpass a year in the job? So, Lee Johnson, Derek McInnes, Stephen Robinson. Geo, Ange, and Malky Mackay. Stephen One Glass? More. Nope. It's a cracker. Alexander, no? No. You mean Alexander? It's that sort of era. But. Uh, um, I'm toiling. No, no, Stephen McLean was only a few months He's a guy who. Just because he. It was his first Premiership job. We hadn't really heard that much about him before. And he actually finished in a perfectly good. League position, and then he left. And we've not seen him since. I'm not doing anything for you. Boyer, no, no. But so, right city. Jack Ross, uh, no, close, no. right club. Who was the manager there after Jack? There was a bit of a debate when he got appointed. Oh, as Tam Courts. Tam, Tam, oh, Tam Courts. I was going to say about his first name, whether we were giving him the yeah. full Sunday Thomas title or, Tam, or not. Yeah. Thomas Tam Courts is the last answer. Thank you, Kenny. Thank you, Jim. And thank you. Thank you for listening. Thanks for all your company on the phones and on Twitter or X or whatever we're calling it. We're back tomorrow, a six-hour Saturday in here. Looking forward to it. GBX is up next. <laughs>